Hi everyone, I'm your host, Corinne Stone, and welcome to your favorite podcast, Mouthful. Hope you're hungry. On today's episode, I want to dive more into relationships. Although some may not agree, relationships, whether romantic or platonic, can really affect your mental health. Today we are going to be talking about the romantic side of relationships. Now, I'm no therapist, but I have been single for almost a year now after being in a five-year-long relationship, and in this last year, I have realized a lot. Not only about myself and who I am, but about other people and what I am looking for in my next partner. Now, what I mean by looking for is things I know to look out for, such as red flags, when to leave, and even when to give a second chance. As a disclaimer, I have been celibate for almost a year. Not to put my business out there, but it is important and is a decision that I think a lot of people should put into consideration when trying to heal from certain things. This isn't a religious decision, more just a personal one, but I have come to the realization that mastering sexual discipline will show you that not a lot of people have much to offer other than physical intimacy. And it also just complicates things. In this time alone, I have dated here and there, and I'm going to give a few examples of what I experienced and how I reacted. As time went on and goes, regardless of how painful it was back then, I know I started to feel happier and more comfortable to start getting back out there, but I also realized that the longer I was out of a relationship, the easier it was for me to tell people to leave my life when I felt that they had served their full purpose in the part that they play in my life. I was dating this one guy who lived in another state. I was visiting with Leah and he invited us out to his work because he worked at a bar and it was so much fun. It was mine and Leah's first time at a bar since we both turned 21, and he was so sweet. He catered us the entire night and made sure that we were having fun, got us free drinks, and then afterwards, he took us to this beach that was open for 24 hours and had these little steps that led to it. He kissed me, and he told me that this was something that he really wanted and that he would do anything to make it happen. When I got back home, I came home to a bouquet of flowers on my doorstep and every day he would send new ones, even with like a little treat here and there. This to me was so new. I don't remember the last time that I had gotten flowers from someone other than myself. Because for those of you extremely active on my social media, know that every other Sunday I try to buy and make my own bouquets for one of my self-care practices, but for someone else to do it for me and every day was just a breath of fresh air and I was finally getting feelings for someone again. He ended up moving to a further state for a new job opportunity not too long after this. And he called me almost every second of every hour as much as he possibly could to keep me up to date. 
However, in the process of him moving, when him and I had gotten off the phone so he could stop at a gas station and stretch his legs, I received a hey girly text. It was my first hey girly text and it basically indicated that they had kissed before he left and he was telling her that he loved her and wanted to be with her so badly. They were soulmates. Now, I'm gonna tell you how I reacted. In this process, I let him call me back. I let him talk and I let him ask what I was up to and so on. And once there was silence, I said, may I ask you a question? And he said, sure. I said, who is, and we're gonna call her Diana. I don't know why I picked Diana, but we're gonna use it because I don't know a Diana. I said, hey, who's Diana? And his smile immediately wipes off his face. He is rambling at this point and we're FaceTiming. So I'm just watching his mannerisms and he's telling me he didn't know that him and I were serious and that he loves her, but they were toxic and can't be together. And I just let him finish. And I said, thank you for telling me your truth, but I no longer want to be with you. It sucked, obviously. And it didn't feel easy. My heart was exploding and I just wanted to cry. I couldn't help but ask myself, when am I gonna get the loving, honest, kind version of a significant other? This is the one of many stories of men that have had another woman in the picture, but I know it'd be easier to leave now rather than later. As time went on, he would pop back in and ask if I changed my mind, but let's be honest with ourselves. We know when we deserve better. We always see the red flags when they show, but we're stubborn most of the time to acknowledge them. Long story short, he is blocked now. I didn't see him changing anytime soon and that was not my problem. What he did, the way I look at it is, our relationship would have no longer been pure. His decision soiled what we had. Meaning, if we did happen to get serious after that, it would end up me being in the back of my mind on why, who is she, what does she have that I don't, and that's why I let him go. Because I've already done the why do you love her not me thing. I have already lived it, and I knew the outcome. So instead of going through it again, I said, fuck this. I deserve better. I deserve more than better. I deserve someone's best. And that girl was very sweet. We are still friends. And to this day, neither of us still talk to him. So he lost two for the price of one mistake. I want to make what I consider decent relationship advice a thing. I want to share little stories like this. And I want to share things that I have learned along the way and how I reacted. If I wish I could change anything. Now in this context, I do not wish I could change anything. I think the way I responded was the best way that I could have responded in that situation and I deserve someone's best. So I moved on, but I wanted to share that today. And although it doesn't necessarily correlate with the story, I do have something that I deem as important because I do have a trigger response when it comes to certain things such as communication. 
I do tend to need more than some people, such as more reassurance or asking for us to try different things, such as how I am shown that I am loved, how I feel most loved. And in order to have healthy relationships, we must have open communication. Open communication involves asking questions, listening, and mutual sharing. And without this, resentment starts to creep in. So I have some tips for better communication and take as you will. In order to fully understand where your partner is coming from, we cannot assume. We have to ask. And so I guess you could say it correlates to the story I just told you because I didn't assume. I let him speak, but I was not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say your partner tells you, I wish you could show me more that you love me or care about me. And instead of becoming defensive and saying, I work so hard for everything we have, or we just spent a week in a way just like you wanted, we can say, what is showing you I love you look like for you? The more calm, neutral, and open we are, the more safe someone feels with expressing themselves. They may say, I just want more physical affection. Our knee-jerk reaction might be to become defensive and list all of the times we are physically affectionate to them. And instead, we can again ask a question. What kind of physical affection? In this conversation, we might find out our partner is looking for affection that doesn't have to lead to intimacy. Things like hand-holding or a kiss on the forehead And when they share, we can become more emotionally intimate and ask, how do you feel when you don't get that physical affection? And they might say disconnected, lonely, or rejected. And with all of this information, we can let our partner know they were heard. And you can say, I get that it's through physical affection that you feel loved and cared for. I think I'm showing you this through working hard and providing for us, And through this conversation, I'm realizing and learning that I can show you this through holding your hand and just being present with you in that way. I'm going to do this more because I would never want you to feel rejected. And I definitely don't want you to feel alone and I want to feel connected. Last, you want to acknowledge them for opening up. Thank you for talking about this with me. This is relational safety. We create relational safety by having difficult conversations without becoming defensive and by asking more questions rather than assuming. Now, the only thing you have to do after this conversation is keep showing up for your partner like you're stating that you are going to do. Because a conversation and communication is great, but that's just the first step. But continuing to show up is going to show your partner that you are in this with them. And not only did you communicate in a healthy manner, but you also understood and are taking your partner seriously and putting their feelings into consideration. Not only is communication extremely important, but so is comprehension. If your partner is not willing to do something differently to show you that they love you and you feel it, then you should be with someone who will. And people will say, it isn't that simple, but it is. Why wouldn't it be? And as cliche as it always sounds, if they wanted to, 
they would. This is all I have for today's episode, but I will definitely have more the next. If you would like to have advice on something more specific, feel free to email me at mouthfulofblogs at gmail.com or on Instagram at applechompies. I always provide this information down below just in case. Thank you guys for listening. Bye, everyone. See you next time. I always have a mouthful.